0: Welcome to the best night ever, your golden ticket to better sleep, better health, and ultimately the best night ever. Featuring your host, sleep and life hack guru Dr. Jay Corsandi from Snore Experts. If you feel like your sleep and daytime performance could use a shot in the arm, grab a bulletproof coffee, sit down, relax, and stay tuned as we uncover cutting edge science, traditional, and even ancient practices to help you step up your life game. And now, Dr. Jay Corsandi.
1: Hey everyone, this is Dr. Jay Corsandi, and you're listening to the best night ever. The show is dedicated to helping you get your best night's sleep. And I have uh, a special guest, uh, and I also have Dwayne here. <laughs>
2: <laughs> and you also have Dwayne here. Well, thank you.
1: <laughs> yeah, so welcome back, Dwayne. Uh, the special guest today uh, is our medical director for Snore Experts, and she is both dual-boarded in ENT, which is ear and nose throat doctor, and a sleep physician. She's also what I call a world humanitarian. And meditation teacher uh, I'm really excited to have her on here she's taught me a lot uh, I'm excited to have her share her knowledge with our listeners and her name is dr. Barbara Burgraff how's it going dr. B welcome to the show
3: thanks Jay um, it's great to be here I'm doing really well today how are you
1: excellent we're doing great beautiful
2: day in LA beautiful day in oh, LA. Sure. now now where are you calling us from
3: I'm actually currently in Raleigh North Carolina
2: north carolina is a beautiful day out there are you out on the it golf is course?
3: spectacular actually okay. so perfect perfect 70 degrees sunny lovely
1: these are the things we like so yeah. uh i want to get into this and, and uh go through some questions with you and uh learn a little bit more about what you've done and, and what you uh, want to do in the future so we're going to start this off with um Something that I've always wondered as well too with you is why did you decide to be dual boarded in these two specialties in particular? You know what drove you to them?
3: That's a great question. You know, I picked ENT when I was uh, in residency, um, not in residency. I'm sorry, medical school I chose to do a residency in ENT, and I love the specialty. Um, uh, you know, mostly because of its intricacy um, and the surgical aspect. I love doing surgery. Um, and also, um, you know, like I said, the intricacy of the head and neck anatomy is just absolutely um, fascinating to me. And nice. then you get, you know, an array of patients, everything from, you know, infants with ENT problems all the way to people um, who are in there, you know, in, in old age. And you... So you're not just stuck doing one particular thing. It's it's a variety of things. And then after I was in practice for a number of years, I started getting interested in sleep medicine because a number of my patients had sleep issues. So sleep apnea, a lot of the patients I was seeing had airway issues of some sort, which is common for ENTs. Mm
4: -hmm.
3: And then uh, they also had issues with sleep apnea. I was sending them for sleep t- studies and getting them worked up for their sleep problems, and then an avenue opened up for me to actually become board certified, and the more I looked into it, uh, the more interested I, ke- I became, and it was, you know, it's such an interesting, fascinating field. Uh,
4: mm-hmm. Sleep
3: medicine isn't just limited to obstructive sleep apnea patients, but, you know, we spend a third of our lives in sleep, and... What goes on at night
1: is pretty interesting stuff. It is, and, I, and, I, and I'm a big fan of these, uh, both of these specialties, and, and they're doctors that I work with uh, on a daily basis, both ENTs and sleep physicians. So to have you on board as someone who's dual-trained in both of these is just a, a, a wonderful thing for us. Um, I also want to know a little bit more about uh, your medical mission trips. I know you mentioned those before. Uh, you've gone to the other side of the world. Tell me a little bit about that.
3: Oh, yeah, I'm so glad you asked. I love talking about it. <laughs> Uh, you know, I um, had an opportunity, see, it was almost three years ago now, to join a medical team that was organized by a Zen Center in Santa Fe, New Mexico, oh. by a woman named Roshi Joan Halifax. And she's been going out to really remote areas in Nepal with a team, a medical team now, for over 20 years. And basically, um, she's been organizing teams that uh combine western um physicians and uh, nurses and other practitioners and collaborating with a team of nepali um practitioners as well so doctors nurses dentists uh, physical therapists and kind of you know this this collaborative effort to go out into very high remote uh Areas. So these are like high altitude
1: areas where they're kind of remote villages and such, right?
3: Exactly. These are um, accessible by by you know trekking or you know by horse or mule. Wow. And uh, so we go out for about um, four weeks at a time, and we'll set up these remote remote camps and see patients. And it's um, it's been incredibly rewarding. It's been such an honor to be part of that effort
1: and. And and the stuff you um, see I there, enough about it. The, the the patients you see there, they're typically will have things that you only see in like in journals and, and medical books, right? These are stuff that's uh, off the spectrum, so Oh, to
3: speak. absolutely. Yeah. yeah. You know, everything from, you know, the mundane to, you know, um, the, on the far part of the spectrum where you wouldn't expect to see, um, you know, diseases that don't get treated with, you know, Pretty common medications, for example, you know, an ear infection mm-hmm. um, untreated can lead to, you know, can lead to an eardrum perforation and then, you know, worsening of just where to the point where um, it, it becomes this chronic Infection with permanent hearing Uh,
4: loss
3: and and all the sequelae that happened because of it. I mean, these are the kinds of things... We're so lucky we take things for granted, Mm -hmm. what we have here in the West.
1: Yeah, I've had these discussions with patients before, and I've said something as as mundane as a tooth infection can actually be fatal in places like these.
3: Oh, absolutely. I mean, the the busiest person on our trip is um, a dentist from Nepal, Mm -hmm. and uh, he's, he's an incredible person. His story is just remarkable. But and you would have a lovely time talking to him. But his his um, his clinic is definitely packed when we go.
1: Amazing. Well, I'm I'm grateful that you're able to do that. And one of these days, I'm going to have to join you on, on these these trips. I think it would be. Oh, uh,
3: uh, we would love to have. I'm sure we could use another dentist. <laughs> I'm
1: that in. Question. I'm in. Let's do it. So, all right. Uh, all right. What I want to do is I want to talk about uh, kind of both of the specialties that you're. Uh, boarded in. Uh, and I want to start with kind of the ENT or ear, nose, throat. For the people who don't know what that is, that's obviously a doctor that focuses on on the ear, nose, and throat. Um, I'm a big, uh, obviously, I've, I've dissected cadavers as well when I was going through training. I know the intricacies of the whole kind of oral facial complex. And uh, right. I'm going to go through some questions here that I've gotten as well, and I want to kind of get your perspective on it. Uh, one of the biggest ones sure. I, I get is, you know, patients that I see almost always have sinus issues, they've got nasal obstruction, and, and they say their noses get stuffed, especially when they lay down and go to sleep. Uh, what are your thoughts on that, and how can they improve it?
3: Yeah, well, that's such a such a common problem. So, first, you're not alone.
4: <laughs>
3: huh. I get that a lot, too. Yeah. And, um, you know, the, the nose is a really vascular um, place. So... Mm-hmm. You know, when you lay down at night, more blood is going to go to your head. Mm -hmm. And, you know, stuff can get a little bit swollen because of that. So there are things inside your nose called turbinates. They're these little ridges of tissue that hang off the side of your nose on the inside. You can't see them. They're on the inside. So when you lay down they get a little bit more blood flow and they can enlarge just enough to make you kind of stuffy. And mm-hmm. Some people will complain of when they lay on their right side, the right side of their nose is stuffy and then when they turn over, it'll switch to the left side. I so think
1: just about every single person, yeah, everyone listening can actually just kind of visualize that right now when they're laying down on one side and, and kind of their nose opening up and then kind of swishing over to the other side when they turn over. I certainly get that as well too. So that helps with Exactly. that. Yeah. So so what are ways they can kind of help uh, get a little bit clearer uh, nose breathing or airway at night if they've experienced this on a nightly basis?
3: Yeah, sure. So, you know, I I usually start by treating people with the least invasive thing as possible. Mm -hmm. So, you know, trying to avoid the surgical treatments, although we love doing surgery. Mm -hmm. But I'll typically recommend something like a steroid nose spray, like a Flonase or a nasal cord, nasal neck. Mm-hmm. And those products are actually available uh, over the counter now, which is nice. Mm-hmm. What they do is, you know, over time, they're going to shrink the tissues a little bit and create a little bit more space in the nose for people to breathe.
4: Yeah, yeah. Um,
1: okay. And one one of the um one of the things I also recommend to patients is a uh, sinus rinse or a sinus cleanse, and uh, just to kind of flush absolutely. things out as well. Uh, that's helped me as well. And and speaking of that. Uh, and speaking of these mm-hmm. things called turbinates, um, I actually had that procedure about two years ago. What, what you know, you call is a, a septoplasty, where I had a deviated septum. It was about ninety percent off to the left, and uh, uh, one of the reasons I did it not was for wasn't for snoring or apnea, was because I just could not breathe through my nose. And, and I'm playing with my kids and running around, and I was huffing and puffing, and, and I was like, you know, enough is enough. I've, you know, I've had decades of this, uh, and it was for one of the best things I've ever done. Uh, and, and I'm happy to be able to breathe through both my nose, uh, nostrils, uh, but uh, for people who are listening, what is exactly a septoplasty and turbinate reduction, and how can that help them if they need it?
3: Yeah, that's a great question. Um, so the septum is, you know, you have a right side and a left side of your nose, so you have a right nostril and a left nostril, and the thing that separates the two sides on the inside is a little piece of cartilage, and that's called the septum. Um, it's it's commonly deviated a little bit to one side or the other that's right. normal but sometimes it's really pushed to one side and that can either be from from an injury or sometimes it's just just the way that we've been made that's not terribly uncommon but when it's really shoved to one side uh, that can you know make the airway on that particular side much more narrow and, and
1: what can cause it to and kind of so get shoved to one side
3: so an injury for example okay um you know, getting hit in the nose and, and don't always have to, you know, have a history of a, you know, what we call broken nose, you know, because those are the, the bones that are on the outside, but the inside, that cartilage, just getting hit in the nose and that soft part um, can sometimes yeah. cause a deviation of the septum okay. or even a fracture of the
1: septum. And, and the septoplasty, we should differentiate, is different than a nose job because mm-hmm. I got, you know, people asking me, oh, you exactly. got a nose. Yeah. And there's a big difference between that.
3: There's a huge difference. So when we when we do a septoplasty, we're basically taking the cartilage on the inside, and you can't really see this. So we're, we're putting it back in the middle.
4: Mm-hmm.
3: So, you know, uh, giving both sides equal space to be able to pass air through. An, a nose job is going to actually change the outer shape of the nose. Mm-hmm. So there's various ways to do that. Um but when you do a septoplasty, the look of your face isn't going to change at all. But the breathing will definitely
1: yeah, improve. Yeah, one of the I've things
3: I've actually had it done as well.
1: Yeah, it's it's a game changer. And, and you know, one of the things I remember is when I had it is, uh, you know, you don't get that bruising under your eyes. You don't have to wear a brace on your nose. It's it's, it's a very uh, you know fairly minimally invasive procedure, and and the outcome and, and uh, the benefits are yeah. are amazing. So,
3: yeah, and we even shrink those turbinates at the same time. Yes. There's different ways you can do it, but there's an extra extra little boost.
1: It's, it's literally, yeah, center. it is. And I, and I had that as well. It's all about airflow and literally if, if things are clogged up in there, if we can kind of create that space, then air can flow and, and both we can function and breathe better during the day and sleep better at night. So I'm a big fan of that. Uh, I have another yeah. question for you here. So I've got young kids. Uh, many of our listeners have, uh, have young children and, and uh, I get this question a lot too, is, is what should they do if they notice their kids snoring at night or not sleeping well? Uh, what's going on there?
3: That's a great question, too. Um, so, you know, what I tell parents is um, if, it's, if it's something that is just occurring, um, you know, short term,
4: mm-hmm.
3: it's probably not anything to worry about, you know, a cold or some sort of congestion. Yep. Um, if it's lasting more than two or three months, uh, then we kind of start to pay attention. There's a number of things that could be causing that. But the number one thing in kids having difficulty breathing through their nose you know, under age 10 would be um, some adenoid enlargement. And mm-hmm. adenoids is this pad of tissue. It's like tonsils. Everybody kind of knows what tonsils are, those little balls in the back of your throat on each side.
4: Mm-hmm.
3: Well, there's a little pad of tissue just like that in the very back part of the nose, which you can't really see when you open the mouth, but it can cause a lot of nasal problems with breathing through your nose. And so it's that ignoring or difficulty sleeping persists, you probably want to take your child in and just have them get checked out.
1: Excellent. So, we, and then we talked about uh, adenoids. And when I was a kid, I had an adenoidectomy and a tonsillectomy. So, uh, Did yeah, do you? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, are, are there, I mean, is that still a common procedure, especially this tonsillectomy and adenoidectomies, or are, they, are there other alternatives to shrink that tissue or, or, or try and avoid it?
3: Yeah. You know, it is still, it is still a pretty common procedure. You know, there are certain criteria that we, we typically follow uh, based on the American Academy of Pediatrics and also American Academy of Otolaryngology. you know, typically recommends there's two reasons you would take out the tonsils. One would be for recurrent infections or chronic infection,
4: mm-hmm.
3: and the second would be for enlargement.
4: Mm-hmm.
3: So with infections, the criteria is basically um, six infections in a year or four infections in six months. Mm. And when you're talking about obstruction, you know, then we're talking about symptoms like snoring and mouth breathing, recurrent um, sinus infections, and and so forth.
4: So, So, all right. uh,
3: So,
1: so if parents Mm -hmm. have any young kids and they notice, you know, either breathing issues or chronic infections, they should definitely take their kids Mm -hmm. to the pediatrician or to to their... primary care physician yeah, or mean, ENT? Or?
3: Yeah, most of the time um, they'll start with the primary care physician. You know, most of the kids that I'll see in my practice uh, will be kids referred by the pediatrician because, um, you know, they've been there so many times for the same problem or they've actually met the criteria for um, tonsillectomy. But some parents will will go ahead and make the appointment with the ENT right away and either is fine you know either can address that problem the pediatricians are very um educated about when and if the patients need tonsillectomies or or adenoidectomies yeah
1: we're going to uh take a quick break and then we're going to be back with uh the rest of this so stay tuned
5: Are you still snoring or are you suffering from secondhand snoring? Ignoring the health risks is dangerous, very dangerous. It could be obstructive sleep apnea depriving your body of oxygen, which can cause fatigue, weight gain, and high blood pressure. Don't risk going untreated. Get a free consultation from the snoring and sleep apnea doctors at Snore Experts. The doctors at Snore Experts have helped thousands with oral appliances, CPAPs, and now Night Lays Laser Therapy, a new clinically proven way to effectively treat snoring and sleep apnea. It's quick and easy with no recovery time. The next 20 callers that mention KKLA get a free medical consultation at Snore Experts, a $300 value free. Call 888-31-SNORE. Get a great night's sleep. Avoid serious health conditions and stop snoring now. Call Snore Experts now and mention KKLA. 888 31 Snore. 5 SoCal locations and now in Brentwood and Irvine. 888 31 Snore. Online at snoreexperts.com.
1: So if you've just joined us, we're talking to Dr. Barbara Burgraff, who is our medical director for SNAR experts, who happens to also be dual-boarded as a ENT physician and a board-certified sleep physician, and we're talking about sleep and ENT stuff. All right, so we're going to talk about uh, sleep and meditation on, on this little section here. Uh, I got a did you know here, and I do these on the shows occasionally, uh, There, and, and Dr. B knows this one. There's a condition called non-24. Uh, It's a circadian disorder. I've seen those commercials on TVs. Uh, I always wonder what's going on with that. Uh, And it typically uh, affects blind people. About 70% of people who are totally blind will have their internal clocks all jumbled up. They'll actually run longer and faster. Uh, It basically means they're constantly Uh, jet-lagged. I think that... um, uh, Have you dealt with that in your practice?
3: Yeah, yeah, I have. And... Um, it's an interesting condition, you know. One of the things that one of the things that drives our our sleep um, and our, you know and kind of activates our brains to go to sleep is called our circadian rhythm, and that's based on the light dark cycle, you know,
4: right. or
3: day and night. So, with darkness, um, you know, during the nighttime as the sun goes down, our body makes a substance called melatonin, right, and that substance Makes it sleepy. And then when it's light outside, the production of melatonin goes away. So, you know, like um, the blind person obviously isn't going to be stimulated by the light, isn't going to, um, you know, cause a normal cycle to go up and down. So if you can imagine, they're, they're producing melatonin, um, on a more steady basis. So
1: they're not having, yeah. A, yeah. I mean, it, yeah. it just so goes to show us the, 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 impact of the, of our circadian clock and our rhythm. And if you can't access light, it just totally gets thrown out of whack.
2: Yeah. I only had that happen to me once and that was after, uh, Woodstock. So.
4: <laughs>
1: Woodstock. <laughs> uh, so, so I got another one for you here. Um, uh, the most common sleep disorder that I, that we deal with is, is uh, obstructive sleep apnea, uh, by far. Um, can you explain kind of the value of getting a sleep test done w- with our practice at Snore Experts uh, and, and what that can tell you and, and why you would need it?
3: Oh, absolutely. So many people, you know, I, it, it may help to explain what, what sleep apnea is,
4: mm-hmm.
3: you know, where people are actually obstructing their airway at night. A lot of people think it's this, just the snoring, but the actual obstruction Um Causes issue with people as well, and so, you know, this is a condition that can lead to all kinds of different um, secondary problems. And so, it's really important if people suspect they might have an issue with sleep apnea, to get tested by what's called a a sleep study, Mm -hmm. which can help us, you know, diagnose the problem and it can help us really quantify the problem as well.
1: And they've gotten a lot easier, right? Yeah.
3: Oh, it's gotten it's gotten really easy. I mean, you could talk about
1: that. Yeah, I mean, we have the take-home studies, which uh, are super convenient, portable. It's, it's you know, I'm a big fan of uh, technology. So, if you can take it home, get it done in the comfort of your own home. Uh, it's speedy. It's fast. It's accurate. And uh, one win situation. So, yes. Um yeah. I want to go over, we're getting close to the end of the show here, and this is a question that I get okay. all the time, but I want to see what your thoughts are. So what are your yeah. three top tips for getting better sleep?
3: Oh, wow, that's an excellent question. You know, when I see when I see patients in my office who are having trouble with sleeping, I think the first thing that I always go over with them is their um, – their relationship to their devices,
4: mm-hmm. green time. Yep.
3: You know, we were talking about that melatonin earlier. Yep. And the light, the dark cycle, and you know, people are on those devices so much now that they're getting they're getting exposure to blue light. They're
1: getting the green- bombarded with this blue light. Yeah, it's killing their exactly. melatonin. Yep, yep. That's a big one. What else you got?
3: Yeah. So. Um, the other one is basically, you know, the sleep environment, uh-huh. and um, sticking to a schedule uh-huh. is really helpful for the body to um, stay in sync. That way, that's another good one.
4: Uh-huh.
3: And yeah, and how about uh, meditation so- or
1: mindfulness? I know you're into that. Do You do some of that as well. Absolutely. Yes. Yeah. yeah think-
3: definitely. There are there are so many there are so many great mindfulness techniques and exercises that you can do um, to help relax the body.
1: um, Relax the mind, relax the body. Mm -hmm. Mm
4: Mm-hmm.
1: All right.
2: Excellent. Well, listen, we've had Dr. B with us for the entire show, and I'm sure moving forward we will get her back uh, so we can get some of your questions answered. You can learn more about uh, Dr. Barbara at snoreexperts.com learn more about um the best night ever and uh we encourage you to recommend it to your friends
1: yeah and if you're listening to this as a radio show thank you for tuning in if you want to catch previous episodes we also release this as a podcast in wherever you get your podcasts and uh, we've got some great episodes in the past as well as some special guests we talk about technologies. Gadgets, supplements, uh, everything that's designed to help you get a great night's sleep.
2: Thank you, Dr. B, and uh, you're welcome. Have a great evening in Raleigh.
1: Thanks, Dr. B. Talk to you
2: soon. All right. Bye.
1: Bye bye.
0: Thank you for listening to The Best Night Ever. To visit us online, go to snoreexperts.com or follow us on Instagram at snoreexperts. To make an appointment with Dr. K for you or someone you know to stop snoring now or to call in and leave a question for next week's show, call us at 888-31-SNORE. That's 888-31-SNORE. If you missed the show, The Best Night Ever can be heard on iTunes or wherever you listen to your podcasts. Thank you again and tell a friend. This broadcast is for informational purposes only. Statements and views expressed in this show are not medical advice. The show, including Dr. Jay Corsandi, the co-host, guest, and the producers disclaim responsibility for any possible adverse effects from the use of any information contained herein. Opinions of the guests are their own. We do not endorse or accept responsibility for statements made by guests, nor do we make any representations or warranties about guest qualifications or credibility. If you think you have a medical problem, please consult a licensed physician.